Views expressed on this program are those of the sponsors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment Advisor Representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Indices mentioned are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Asset allocation and diversification strategies cannot assure profit or protect against loss. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Capital Retirement Strategies and Cambridge Investment Research are not affiliated. 105.9 FM and AM 630 WMAL. This is Plan for Life Now with your hosts, Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Good morning, everybody. Ah, that's actually Dave back. I'm back. Didn't know if you were going to make it, so I kept telling the audience, Dave might or might not be it back. Was touch and go. And well, they were just if my flight were delayed, yeah. Then so yeah, for those of you who don't listen to this show every week, and that's many people, it's like I've been on vacation. Mm-hmm. My daughter was is abroad, so we met her in Europe. I went to Berlin, which if you're interested in travel, anybody, and many of you are because you're retired and older, because that's why you're listening to this station. If you're Berlin is a great place to go visit, especially if you're interested in history. Hmm. And Steve knows I'm very interested in history. Yeah, that place is rich with history. Boy, and it's a cool city also. And then we went to Greece. Wow. And I'll talk about that in a second. But first, happy Mother's Day to Absolutely. all the moms. It's Mother's Day. This is why you're up right now. You're going to have your Mother's Day plans. Special Mother's Day brunch. I know a lot of people go out to church, go to Mother's Day brunch, things like that. Yep. So happy to my wife, to my mother. Happy Mother's Day. Anyway, okay, so we don't really have a Mother's Day bit, so we'll move on to my grease. Oh, you missed my bits the past couple of weeks. What were your bits? What what were your opening show bits? Just tell me. Just so you know, my wife's birthday uh, was the day before one of the shows, so... I did this whole thing about birthdays and taking someone for granted and taking your financial plan for granted, not really Ooh, thinking about it. Good. I like I that. That was pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the other one. Okay. But that'll come to me. <laughs> Wasn't that great? All right. Uh, so anyway, but so I, I had a really good trip. It was a lot of fun. So I just got back. Little, I'm not a little jet lagged right now, to be honest with you. I'm a lot jet lagged. So all if right. I do poorly, first of all, we don't really go by ratings anyway. And secondly, <laughs> whatever. But so Greece was very interesting. Obviously, if you've traveled to Greece, anybody out there, an amazing place to go see. We went to Santorini and Naxos and their little island there. And uh, I forgot because. Wow, blame the jet lag. Chania, but it's they call it Hania. Okay. But Americans, you got Chania. Right, But we, it was it was awesome. But I liked it because I'm just interested. We had some tour guides and stuff. And asking them about their life and stuff, the taxi driver who drove us from the airport. And you learned, maybe you learned to appreciate our economy a little bit. Hmm. Most of you know that Greece has just recently gone through financial collapse. My, my number one, if I'm not a financial planner, financial advisor, and I was a regular person, I would say, you know, I remember on the news, people gathering around their banks, they'd like some money in the bank saying, no, we don't have any for you. Yeah, the the bottom line for most lay people, their takeaway is, Greece. Wasn't there a lot of problem there? Didn't they want to kick them out of the EU? What what was going on? Yeah, so but they've had this financial crisis and they are everyone you talk to, like a tour guide, like a taxi driver, like anybody, especially the people we talk to on this show, older. 
not too, not big fans of the government. Okay. The government, they basically all call communist. <laughs> and they're not big fans, but their situation is kind of sad. It's a government that really has no control. It's a government that is for years. I always thought the retirement age in Greece, I didn't really follow it, but I said, I asked them, was it like 50? The lady told him, no, it's 42. It what? Be, you retire at 42 years old, you start getting a pension. What? Yeah. You wonder why these people have problems. <laughs> 42 was was how it was. Oh, my gosh. So people, she said, yeah, people were collecting in. She said people just taking jobs from other people because they would collect their pension and do other jobs. And they're right. like, you know, 42 years old. So they're in this position where everybody, starting with this financial crisis, every retired person, imagine if this is you. Today we're talking about retirement strategies for TSP rollovers, and we're talking about government people here. Imagine every single person there had a pension hmm. cut in half. No <laughs> matter what your pension was, cut in half. Wow. And many people, at least this is what one says, they take took half our money out of the bank. Wow. Also, the most you can take out a week is for, uh, out of your bank account is 420 euros. Wow. These are the rules over there. Whew. And the rules suck. And, they're, and they, I mean, there are a lot of these people have worked, you know, the people I talked to were... You know, they weren't like scamming the government. They'd worked for years in their job. We're depending on these pensions cut in half. A couple of the people we, we dealt with, the reason they were a tour guide was because their pension got cut in half because of this financial wow. crisis. As much as we complain about our government, mm-hmm. at least we have when you go overseas, at least a well, now we know we're pretty sure <laughs> we're going to be socialist. We're not socialists. We're not communists, certainly. We certainly have issues. Many of you are worried about if it's going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and you're not happy with either or whatever. But compared to Greece, compared to that situation, it's pretty tough. And for the kind of work we do, and this, when you don't have enough pension, no matter what your situation, when your pension, these people's pension is cut in half, and you're older, and this is, we talk about it every week on this show, but it was definitely magnified when I was over there talking to these people. You've got a major problem when you don't have enough money coming in every month. Yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like most people, especially when we're talking about, you know, the seminars that we're doing this month, uh, to government employees, I think most government employees understand this incredibly well because they have these different retirement systems. They've got that old retirement system, the CSRS pension, and I'm sure if if anyone out there is remotely familiar with the government, you've got a sense for how that works. You work for the government for a long time, you're going to have 70 or 80% of your pay in the form of a pension. So not everybody knows the hard numbers, all the statistics, the Monte Carlo analysis, but most people have this sense for hey, my buddy had this pension that gave him 70% of his income. My pension and Social Security is only going to give me 30 or 40%. That's not good. i got to make up that gap. And it takes a lot of money to make up that gap. That's kind of the, the basic understanding that I think I think most people do have. Now, understanding in more detail really helps of, yes, it is difficult to make up that gap, but... What is that gap? How much do you need to save? How do you do it? How do you balance the goals of making up that gap as well as other goals that you might have? That's the hard part. 
Yeah, that is the, that's what our seminar is about that we're doing this week. So we're certainly going to promote the seminars today a little bit because it's this week. It's retirement strategies for TSP rollovers. That's the thrift savings plan. That's what Steve was just talking about. How do you fill a gap if you have an income gap? Well, if you're a government, you have the TSP, the thrift savings plan. That thrift, thrift savings plan has a lot of roles for you for the rest of your life when you're not working. Right. So, I mean, it's got to be, you know, they talk about that three-legged stool. That third leg of the stool, so you've got your first pension, your Social Security, and your TSP, that third leg, the TSP, it's got to take care of a number of different things. It's got to get growth in the portfolio to get you to live all the way into your 80s, 90s, 100s maybe. You've got to have liquidity, meaning what if in retirement you need a lump sum of money? That happens. Sure. It happens an awful lot. You know, you need money for a car, for a roof, for the kids, whatever. You've got to have money situated for that. And what if you need money just month to month to live off of? That's, of course, you know, one of the biggest things people need. It's got to be situated for that as well. So we look at it saying there's these three different potentially competing, you know, the, because one thing is going to have benefits, one thing is going to have drawbacks, but these three different competing objectives of growth capital preservation, and income. Right. And that's what we try to juggle. And that's the seminar. Retirement Strategies for TSP Rollovers is this week. It's this Tuesday, May 10th, at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland, or this Wednesday, May 11th, at Clyde's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Our dinner and talk, it's free, first of all. This is all free of charge. Starts at 6.30. Okay, maybe we wait till 6.35. We talk for about... We're done at about 10 till 8, usually. And then we do a question and answer. And we've even from the people who have already signed up for this talk, and as they do for every talk, already on your sign-up, on when you go to our website, planforlifenow.com, you can register, and people have questions. And some of them we don't address in the body of the seminar, but we address every question you have before we leave. Yeah, and a lot of your questions are, are detailed, and that's great that they should be. You're trying to get questions answered. And a lot of your questions help the other people in the room. There's a lot to digest. No, yeah, I wish we could cover everything, but it would take days to do it. So the, the question and answer really helps people. If you've got sp something specific going on, bring it up. Most of the time we can address it. Most of the time we've heard the question. And like Dave said, that helps other people in the room hear that as well. Right. So, you know, who's the seminar for? You're retired from the federal government. Obviously, you can roll over the thrift savings plan. You're about to retire. Uh, and about could be within a year, certainly. I call that about to retire. Well, um, what about a couple of years? So, well, what about the third group is you're still at the government, but you've hit this magic age of 59 and a half. And why we say that's a magic age is. The rules of the TSP allow you to do something called an in-service withdrawal. And what this means, it's important to understand how this works, what it means is you are rolling over the money that's in the TSP into an IRA. That is not a taxable event when you do that. right? So you're not withdrawing money, it's just going into an IRA. You keep on making contributions into the TSP. That part stays the same. But now you've got this outside money in an IRA, and you've got a lot more flexibility to structure it for those different, the growth, the income, the you know capital preservation that I talked about. Right. So if any of this is you, come to the talks. Again, 
This Tuesday, Normandy Farm, Potomac. This Wednesday, May 11th, Clyde's and Tyson's. You can register two ways. One is the website we've been talking about. Maybe the easiest way, planforlifenow.com. But it's also easy just to pick up the phone and our 24-hour Plan for Life Now hotline, 888-582-4582. So you can register for this Tuesday at Normandy Farm or this Wednesday at Clyde's on the phone line, 888-582-4582. Or our website, planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582. Or planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I think Warren Buffett had some interesting things to say last week, and we'll talk about that. Plan for Life Now with Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, my tease for this break was Warren Buffett. It's always a good tease. I, we like Warren. I mean, Warren Buffett's pretty good. At least, yeah, to me, he always says things that really uh, reek with common sense. Yeah. Well, everybody so, like. I mean, that's there's no other side to that. Nobody's saying, no, I don't like Warren Buffett. Nah, people the have problem, been talking the last couple of years about his losing money. I mean, he's more of a value uh, investor, so I guess right. he's lost a little money last few years in some of his investments. But you're right. You don't hear a lot of negative about Warren Buffett. Well, no, but the problem comes when people, you know, oh, yeah, he's so smart. And then they decide to pick and choose which smart things they want to listen to. You <laughs> know? Oh, that's human nature. Yeah, he's smart. Mm, I don't think I really believe in this low-cost investing thing. I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> but some of the stuff, so I thought one of the things he brought up in this interview I, from CNBC, I actually saw the stuff on the website, but one of the things he brought up was, you know what, I may not keep my money in a bank if we end up being sort of like what's going on overseas a little bit and have negative interest rates because why would I keep my money in a, why would I not pay money to keep money somewhere? Right. And I, you and I, I think you and I both have the same opinion. I forgot that people are so scared, no offense to you if you're scared, that they would keep their money somewhere and lose money. Well, hold on. Let's take everybody through the thought process here of negative interest rates and, and basically what's going on. So let, let's get out of negative interest rates and just talk about normal interest rates. So if you go from having, say, a a savings account that's paying 4% interest to paying 3% interest, that's a little less attractive to put money in there, right? That's the basic idea right there. It's a little less attractive. So people are going to tend to put more money in other assets. They're going to go maybe more into bonds, maybe eventually more into stocks. It's going to get people who are kind of on the margins – but the you know the hardcore savers it goes from in a savings account where they won't accept anything else it goes from 4% to 3% who cares right i'm going to keep it there doesn't matter it's staying there but those people on the margins are going to shift well now we've gone from you know those kind of interest rates down to what half a percent at the bank now I mean, I know you like to check this in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. What's, oh, that's, that's less. Savings accounts rates are, right. what, 0.15 something, or something? Something like that. Something incredibly low. So you just take this very same theory, you know, of, well, if you go from four to three, you're going to have a few less people. You take it into the negative. <laughs> right. Right. Now, this is, you know, it's kind of an experiment theoretical. <laughs> but if you go from positive half a percent to negative a quarter of a percent, yeah, you're going to get some people who are going to say, Why? 
Why don't I just keep it at home? And of course, everybody buy a gun <laughs> and a safe. Um, yeah, I have a safe. I have a gun or whatever. I'm protected. However, you feel to protect yourself. Why don't I just keep it at home? Well, I mean, that might be where it goes. But the theory is that it's going to be more like what I said. You know, if interest rates go down, some people are still going to keep it there and say, you know what? I'm willing to pay to keep my money at the bank, even if I'm paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars a year. Some people might go your route, stick it in a safe in the their house, and then hopefully there'll be some people who actually invest it and do some other things with it. Right. So I mean that's that's kind of the theory behind it, but yeah, I, you know, who knows how it'll actually work yeah. out there. Well, I think from a, an investment point of view, or maybe if you're if you are worried about your money and you do like to keep it in the bank, but you obviously are not happy about these interest rates, you need to learn a little bit about the, I guess maybe we would call it the spectrum of risk in various investments. Sure. I, think you, I think people need to be a little more educated on this as these interest rates are either zero or negative or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, there are places where you can take a little bit of risk, get a little bit of interest, and you're not – I mean, sometimes people feel like you're going from – well, uh, it's either cash or I'm in stocks. You know, I, I just, gosh, I don't like that. And I heard from my buddy that bonds were bad. Right. Okay. The bond market, just to give you a sense of perspective here, the bond market is 10 times bigger than the stock market. Right. Let that soak in for a second. 10 times bigger. So saying a, a comment like, oh, bonds are bad when interest rates go up. Well, it might be for certain bonds. That's not always the case. Right. So you've really got to investigate these things further. Right. So our, I'm going to cut you off, and I want to get back okay. to the other thing Warren Buffett talked about. Yeah. We'll do that on the other end of the break. But our seminar is Retirement Strategies for TSP Rollovers. And you know, one of the things we talk, one of the things we run into with people is having not just, say, $50,000, $60,000 that's sitting there not making money, but 100000 200000 300000 in savings and checking. Well, and they and, generally... Agree that they shouldn't, they just don't know what to do. Right. So what do you do? And this is one of the things we talk about in all of our seminars, including this one. Retirement strategies for TSP rollovers. It's this week, this Tuesday, May 10th, Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland, or this Wednesday, May 11th at Clyde's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. As always, our dinner and seminar is A, free of charge, B, starts at 6.35 p.m. This is for... People retired from the federal government, about to retire, anyone 59 and a half or older, even still working there because all of you can roll over the TSP without penalty. So to register, go to our phone line, 888-582-4582 or the website, planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com for this Tuesday, Normandy Farm in Potomac this Wednesday, Clyde's and Tyson's, 888 888- Five eight two four five eight two, or planforlifenow.com. We'll do some news and traffic, and when we come back, Warren Buffett is going to tell us when the Dow, if the Dow, will reach a hundred thousand. Plan for life now with Dave Murray and Steve Kiliani. Welcome back to the show. We are having one of our, well, it's every month we have a seminar, well, virtually every month, not every month, but virtually every month, Retirement Strategies for TSP Rollovers. If you don't know what a TSP is, 
And if you don't know what the Thrift Savings Plan is, it's also a TSP. Those are just the initials for it. If you don't even know what that is, chances are this seminar is not for you. Mm-hmm. But if you do know what it is and you think about it a lot because you're in your 50s or 60s and you work in the federal government, or even some, we have some people signed up in their early 70s, and you realize you need to live off of this thrift savings plan. Yeah, yours, everyone who has a TSP is getting some sort of pension. Question is, how much pension are you getting? Well, that depends on your your own situation. But ultimately, you have to plan for that TSP. For many of you in the government, it's the biggest chunk of money you have, and it's got to last the rest of your life. So that's what this talk is all about, retirement strategies for TSP rollovers. It's this week, this Tuesday, which is May 10th at Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland, or this Wednesday, May 11th at Clyde's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. And if you're interested, there's two places to go to register. One is our phone line, 888-582-4582. And the other is our website, planforlifenow.com, 888-582-4582, or planforlifenow.com. And if this topic fits you, hopefully we see you there this week. I teased on the end of that. A lot of teasing this show. I don't tease hardly ever. It's t- two teases for me in one show is a record. Yeah, that's that's big. For, that's huge. I'm sure a lot of people are, wow, glad I was listening that, this the day. The program director got in your ear and said, Dave, you need to tease more segments. Yes. Keeps the audience because around. Because the program director is so interested in these weekend shows. <laughs> but this is Warren Buffett has sort of said his formula. He gave his formula last week for how the Dow could hit 100,000, which got my attention. All right. So we'll dig into this a little bit. Now, what he was saying is purely hypothetical example. But it's only at like, you know, it's way less than 100,000. We have a long way to go to 100,000. I mean, it's got to go up by, what, 500% or something crazy. Um. So basically what he was saying is if the government absolutely said that interest rates were going to be zero or near zero for the next 50 years, then you could justify much higher valuation levels on for stocks than you can right now. So a lot of these formulas that figure out you know what is a fair valuation level, they look at 10-year treasury rates. And you might have heard this before, some people coming out and saying, if 10-year treasuries right now were allowed to normalize closer to where they should be, which is you know 4%, somewhere around that, then the value of the stock market would decrease by 20%. Right. Basically, what he's saying is the opposite of that, is that if we knew that interest rates were going to stay low for the next 50 years, then you could justify paying much higher prices for stocks in the earnings. It's much more valuable to you than if interest rates were quite a bit higher. Right. But a lot of the people, you and I went to a conference. Was it last summer or two summers ago? I rarely go to any conference. So you remember this one. It was like at a country club in Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, I remember. And some guy spoke there. Maybe he was a yeah. Fed somebody He used or to other. work at the Fed in Dallas. Right. I think by now, like right now, he predicted that we would already be in some sort of big bear market because of the of sort of the opposite of what Warren Buffett is saying. He said, by now, interest rates will have gone up yep. more than they have now, obviously, which is hardly any raising at all by the feds, and that that would be, in fact, what you were just talking about. That's that's exactly what I was thinking of when I was talking about that. Yeah, He was essentially saying that without all of the quantitative easing and things like that, that rates really should be closer to 3.5%, 4% on the 10-year Treasury. Right now, they're at you know, 1.7%, 1.8%. 
you know, the whole point of this, because I think we're way too down, down in the weeds with all of this stuff. The whole point of this, I think, when I read this, is this idea that one person can sit here and predict or have this reasonable idea of what's going to happen in the future. And in some cases, what's going to happen or what might happen is something that they can't even imagine. I mean, just this failure to imagine a certain circumstance could either bring huge growth or it could bring a big decline. Right. I mean, you can point to a handful of examples and watch the big short of people who, you know, oh, gosh, I saw the housing crisis coming, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is the mainstream, most people out there, most economists, they didn't imagine that it would go that far. Right. It was just a, a failure to imagine. And I think it works on both ends where people just, I, I can't see how the U.S. could ever grow again. There's just no way it's going to grow. No way stocks are going to go up. And I just, I don't think you can say that. I mean, how, how can you possibly, you know, make that kind of prediction? Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking of what the most people's prediction they're making right now in their financial plan. And it it boggles my mind along these lines of, I may just hold off until the the election's over. Okay, right. wait. The election has two people you don't like. <laughs> so it's going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Well, I mean, maybe we're wrong, but obviously this is... The, oh, so it's going to be Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. So you're going to hold off to after the election. Now, if Hillary Clinton wins, you don't like her. And I think I'm speaking for 99% of the WMAL audience. The 1% I apologize for. <laughs> so you're not happy about that. But what about Donald Trump? Well, like, it's that would be volatile. Right. Okay. So you're not going to, you're really going to hold off for the next term. Yeah. But what if Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton is reelected? Right. Well, I'm going to hold off then for eight and a half years, yeah. nine years. And then oh, I'll, these I'll are see it. Probably some of the same people so this is, none of that this, have been holding off throughout Obama's right. presidency, which they also thought, right. well, this is a disaster and the market's going to be. So you have to ultimately plan. And this is what we do. I think this is that's a great point you brought up. You have to be able to imagine really bad and really good. You have to be able to say, you know, Warren Buffett might be right. It could go up to if okay, for, no one's going to say we're holding the rates at for fifty years, but the rates just might not go up, right? Because it, it would, you know, that's just the way the Fed is for decades and decades, and maybe the only place to put money will be stocks. To and maybe it might not be hundred thousand, but maybe there'll be huge gains in stocks. You, it might make sense if you can, if you can argue it to yourself, because you know you need long-term growth to have money in stocks, mm-hmm. to hold it, to have it put it there for the long run, because imagine the fact that it could go up, and then the opposite is true. You can't n- refuse to imagine the fact we won't have another collapse right, or a huge downturn. Well, and I mean, I think that's the key strategy that we try to put in place with every single plan that we work on. Because everybody's coming at this with different situations. You know, some people do have that CSRS pension. Some people have FERS pension. Some people have no pension. Well, in each one of those scenarios, we want to play out what does it look like under good conditions? What does it look like under bad conditions? And that's always what we're most concerned about is what if the next, you know, you're just unlucky. You're just that person who, gosh, it's never my luck. I never win anything. I'm also going to happen to retire right when the market goes down. That's just my luck. If that happens, we still want you to be able to, you know, have enough money to be able to pay for bills, all that kind of stuff. 
it might not be as good as if it all goes up, but you've still got to have this baseline built in for a worst-case scenario. Right, and that's, you know, just like you said, that's the work we do. And But still, there are a lot of specifics involved in all of this work, and there's obviously a lot of specifics involved in your own personal situation. So all of this we'll try to tackle or start to tackle with our seminar, Retirement Strategies for TSP Rollovers. It's this week, this Tuesday. That's only two days from now. May 10th, Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland, or this Wednesday, May 11th, at Clyde's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. As always, dinner and seminar, completely free of charge. Should also mention, dinner. dinner's good in both locations. Yeah, very good. I know the, the menu by heart since we've been doing this. <laughs> See, seminars forever. It's been a few years we've since never, I've actually We've eaten. never talked about the food at these places on this show ever, but you and I both know do you know the menu by heart? No, no, I don't. You don't know the menu by heart? Well, I know that Ooh. it's some sort of chicken. You get some the popovers. Sort of you pop over at Normandy Farm. Yeah, Normandy Farm has the chocolate mousse. Right. Clyde's ends their thing with huge chocolate chip cookies. They right. have the chicken dinner. I don't. I forgot what the vegetable is, mm. but whatever. I've totally sidetracked. I told you I was jet lagged. If you heard the beginning of the show, I'm totally. In jet lag tangent mode. But the seminar this week, it's for retired from the federal government. You're about to retire anyone 59 and a half or older because you can roll over the thrift savings plan. If you're interested, go to the phone line, 888-582-4582, or register on our website, planforlifenow.com. Retirement strategies for TSP rollovers this Tuesday, Normandy Farm this Wednesday, Clyde's 888-582-4582, or planforlifenow.com. 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Plan for Life Now. 105.9 FM and AM 630 WMAL. Welcome back to the show. Oh, this show's worked out way better than I thought it would when I walked in here. Just kind of dizzy and out of it. I thought there was like a 50-50 chance you fell asleep on the I, air. I won't fall asleep on the air, but I was just out of it. Like driving over, I felt like I could hardly drive. I haven't. Oh, I mean, I don't say hardly drive. It just felt weird. So, but anyway, so this last break, I said, Steve, what do you have? He says, I have some article about retirement. I said, hey, I want to set it up a little bit more than that. <laughs> uh, it's an article about retirement. No, I said Steve, it with the study. <laughs> Yeah, see, your your jet lag brain. I didn't know there'd be so much more sizzle in what you were offering. I said it was not an article about retirement, a study about retirement. It was a study done by Franklin Templeton about retirement, and it's got all the usual garbage of every study that you've ever seen, right? And what do I mean by all the usual garbage? Hey, do Americans save enough for retirement? No, we don't save enough for retirement. Okay, we know that. Um, but I pulled out just a couple of interesting facts here that I thought were particularly pertinent to the group that we talk about and talk to, which is, you know, we kind of narrow it in on saying people who are either already retired or in that window of getting ready to retire. And so for some people, getting ready to retire could be as long as maybe five, seven, maybe even 10 years out. For a lot of people, it's more... Hey, I want to retire in the next five years. I know that I want to do this. Right. So here are the statistics that, that I pulled out from this that I thought were actually helpful, useful, and not the same ones that you've heard a million times before. 
Um, number one was 30% of, this is talking about baby boomer retirees, entered into retirement due to circumstances beyond their control. Right? We have mentioned this many times yeah. before, but the circumstances beyond their control basically broke down into two major categories. It was either a health issue, so they didn't want to retire, but their health right. dictated it. Right, can't you know, work. And, right, I probably mentioned my aunt, you know, she had a heart attack and she had to wind up having to retire from the government after, you know, a year or so trying to come back and work. Um, and the other part of that out of their control is they got laid off. Now, that's less of a concern when we're talking about government employees. But in this area, we've seen this an awful lot with all the defense contractors. And you guys out there, you know how it goes. If your company, they don't get the bid for that project that you're working on, yeah, there's a chance that another company gets it. Maybe you get your same job, but it's at a different company. Maybe you don't have a job at all. Maybe they tell you, you live in Gaithersburg, you've got to drive to Woodbridge if you want to have a job. Right. Yeah, well, it's not, I mean, not enticing. Yeah, that that's hard for people to deal with. So I, I thought, you know, having this idea when you're planning that, yes, I'd like to retire at 65, I might be forced to retire at 62. I just don't know. And if I'm a little more prepared for that, it's not going to look quite as good. But if I know what it would look like and how I could make it work, you're going to be better off. So taking a look on the in this study, once again, this was done by Franklin Templeton. It was all about retirement planning. Um, what were people's biggest concerns? You could probably guess these right off the bat. Um, number one concern was running out of money in retirement, right? Sure. We think that is a, a very valid concern. And if you want to, you know, really get into all the details, the, the bottom line of it basically says that in most portfolios, you really can only spend three or 4% of the overall portfolio value and not risk running out of money. Right. right. Let's just absorb that for a second. Three to four percent of let's say you've got a half a million dollar portfolio. Three percent of that is fifteen thousand dollars a year. But if you want to push it to four, it's twenty thousand a year. Okay. So you're talking fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year that you can generate from your portfolio. Now maybe you're sitting there thinking a couple things. First of all, I can't live off that. <laughs> that doesn't go very far in the DC area. Secondly, maybe you're thinking, I don't even have 500000 I have 400000 So it's even less than that. Well, that's why we think that making sure that your necessary expenses in retirement, that needs to be priority number one. And this is you know, part of what we do in this seminar. Um, the second biggest concern was health and medical issues. And this is why that's we huge. talk about long-term care insurance so much. Absolutely. Because we think that's a, you know, a big issue. Um, I won't go through all the other concerns, but here was a really interesting thing to me, at least, was working with a financial advisor, having a written plan boosted a person's confidence in being able to have enough money and deal with their medical issues. It boosted that by almost 50%, right? right. So simply by having a plan written down, working with an advisor, knowing where that income is going to come from. Actually having done some planning versus just crossing your fingers and hoping, you know, that boosted the confidence yeah, rate. But that's that just cuts to the chase of, I think, why we do this show and 
commercials and we try to get clients. But ultimately, when you're working with us or another financial advisor in some way, shape, or form, you are paying something for those services. The question is, are the services worth it? Right. And obviously, we're big proponents that when you're in this situation, when you're near retirement, when you're making these plans, when you realize that if I have 800000 stocked away and I just am going to sort of wing it, yeah, you could take three, four percent, twenty-four thousand to thirty thousand off of that, and and that'd be great, and you'll be okay. But that's not much money. Do I have to do different kind of planning? Maybe more sophisticated. Maybe be able to deal emotionally with these markets, mm-hmm. and maybe be humble enough to realize you're not that good at dealing with this emotionally. No offense to everybody listening, you're not. Well, I, I mean, I would say that even uh, even a really good advisor. They're going to feel emotion. I mean, we're not going to lie to you and say when the market goes down, we don't feel it. But having that second opinion, that sounding board, that whatever you want to call it, that really helps oh, yeah. prevent you I'm from not making we're, a decision. We're not going to feel it. We're going to put together a plan that says right. if it goes down, we have a tangible game plan right. that we, you could call us, or and this, you should have this with any advisor, that when things like we had a few months ago, things really went down, you can call your advisor and they can say, "Not, nah, don't worry, it'll come back. Not but some here's why. BS rosy thing, but tangibly, here's your situation and why you don't need to freak out. Um, our seminar, hope to see some of you this week. Retirement Strategies for TSP Rollovers. It's this Tuesday, May 10th, Normandy Farm Restaurant in Potomac, Maryland. This Wednesday, May 11th, Clyde's in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Who's the seminar for? Well, it's about, you know, should I or should I not roll over the thrift savings plan? And if I do roll it over, what do I do with that money? It's for people retired from the federal government. Obviously, you're about to retire. It's on the horizon. Or you left the federal government because you can roll over the thrift savings plan or anyone 59 and a half or older who has a thrift savings plan, whether you're working there or not, because all of you can roll over the TSP. Love to see you there this week. 888-582-4582 to register on the phone line 24 hours a day. 888-582-4582 or register on our website planforlifenow.com. This Tuesday, Normandy Farm. This Wednesday, Clyde's 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com. 888-582-4582 or planforlifenow.com. Have a great Mother's Day. We'll see you next Sunday. 